0: and welcome to taking control the ADHD podcast on rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright and right over there is Nikki Kinzer.
1: Hello everyone. Hello Pete Wright.
0: I got to admit something to you. I am we just finished uh, planning for the rest of the year of the shows that that we're going to do and I I can't get out of my head our holiday episode. I can't wait to record it and it's like months <laughs> away. This may be the funniest thing we've ever done on this show. Don't tell yeah, anybody.
1: I, I won't. Lips are sealed. <laughs> I'm so
0: excited about it. Well, I can't wait for the holidays.
1: What I think is funny is that after we did the planning, I'm like, "Okay, talk to you later." And we hadn't even recorded this episode. Like, I completely forgot that the (laughs) you know (laughs) the episode has to be recorded. We We can't just plan for it, Nikki. I know, yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: this has been, first of all, I, I want to uh, offer an. I, I'm going to offer not not quite an apology, but just an awareness. We got some. Uh, we got a, a comment from somebody last week uh, after the uh, focus on the elephant uh, Evernote show, um, uh, who sounds like didn't have much experience with Evernote and was frustrated because it felt like we went too fast. So uh, I apologize uh, for that. If there's a specific thing, dear listener, that you would like me to cover, I'd be happy to do a make good for you. I could record a little screen cast that would demonstrate some of the, the concepts that we were talking about that you felt went too quickly for the audio show. I know audio shows about technology and process. Uh, they're tricky to listen to, and you really have to have a background in, in the tool to be able to conceptualize what it is we're talking about. That was definitely a follow-up show for a, uh, a discussion about Evernote that we'd had a long time ago, and, um, and so it, it sounds like it wasn't for you. But seriously, I mean this. If there is something specific that you'd like to hear, I'd be happy to do a quick demonstration and post it on the YouTube channel. So there that is out of the way.
1: Yes. All right. Very good.
0: We are going to be talking about uh, ADHD in the workplace again. This is another in, a question inspired from uh, a listener who wrote in to talk about their experience at work, and I can't wait to talk about it. This It's a very important concept that we need to to uh, continue to share in the spirit of ADHD awareness. Uh, before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Please get to know us a little bit better, listen to the show on the website, or subscribe to the mailing list. You can also connect with us on Twitter, or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us 503 664 4ADD. Get your voice and your thoughts on this show. Now, Nikki. Yes. Let's talk about what we need to talk about. Let's, let's talk about where, it. Where, yes. Where did it, <laughs> well, why did this, this, uh, this, it seems like this whole concept sort of stuck in your craw a little bit. Like we had some things we weren't quite finished with.
1: Well, it did because it got brought up in another way from, uh, from a client of mine. And, you know, I always say when things come to me more than one time, you got to pay attention. Like there's something there that needs to be talked about. Right. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to bring it up again because, uh, it, it, it did come up in my world, um, in a different way. So, it, for the people that didn't listen to last, uh, week's episode, certainly do listen to it. And at the very end, we talked about a, uh, listener who had some second thoughts about whether or not he should, uh, share, a, a, share his ADHD with his employer and how that was going to work out. And there were some issues with email and accommodations and things like that. And for him, it, it turned out really well. The employer was extremely supportive and, um, definitely Helped him through some challenges, and the second time that it came up um, for me, the the initial conversation went very well for her, but then it kind of went sideways a little bit, and um, she felt a little bit like they were on the defensive, and she was a little concerned about whether or not they were going to now look at her work differently because now they knew, um, about her ADHD. And so this, you know, really kind of got me thinking, do you tell your employer or do you not tell your employer? And, uh, so I have a lot to talk about and it is just a conversation. I'm not going to tell you to do one thing or the other, because it is a very personal situation. Um, every situation is different and, uh, You know, I would love to hear from listeners on what their experiences have been because I think that the more we can bring attention to this, uh, the the more helpful it is, you know, for everybody, for employers and employees and just bringing general awareness. Um, So, Pete, before I kind of go into what I would say or kind of my thoughts, I'm just curious. I know you didn't get diagnosed with ADHD until after you were already an entrepreneur. Is that correct or was that before? I can't remember. No,
0: it it was before. Uh, but, okay. but not, not very much before. Um, so, uh, I think it was, um, uh, I, I, boy, I, I quit probably a year and a half after. So, you know, I hadn't been at the company for very long, but it, it was a very big company. Um, and, and so, you know, there, there are pros and cons with that.
1: Now, did you end up Letting them know about it or not?
0: You know, I did. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I did. And I, I, my thoughts on it are, having now done the show as long as we have and run into as many different kinds of situations as we have, um, I, I feel like there is there are trends that, that you can kind of uncover. And and particularly this last listener who wrote in and, and you know, shared his experience uh, about coming clean to his organization. And his organization's experience was similar to my own. It was a very big company right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in my experience the bigger the company the more resources they have in a human resources capacity to be able to assist with accommodations and the better awareness they have that these things are real the better training that they have to to uh, be able to talk to you about it the better training managers have in being able to hear what you are going through and recommend you to the right resources and frankly the better awareness of risk the company has if they don't do things well mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. very small organizations startups in in my experience tend not to have well-oiled hr machines to be able to accommodate and and know how to respond when uh, when an employee comes to them and says, Hey, I have ADHD. Do you know what you need to do to help me? Uh, I mean, your, your background before you got into this was in HR. What's your experience?
1: You know, it's interesting because at the time that I was in HR, I I don't recall anybody actually talking to me about ADHD accommodations. We did have um, other accommodations for other types of situations. Um, so I've never personally experienced it from that, that point of view. Um, I do agree with you though. I think the larger companies, you know, tend to be a little bit more open about it. And that that was the experience that I heard from one of the, uh, clients from my group coaching is, is she worked for a very large company and they were open arms about it. I mean, I think that, if you were to dissect the company she worked for, probably more than half of them had ADHD. So they were <laughs> yeah, all like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, welcome to the club. Uh, so it, it, you know, I really do think it depends. Um, and that's where it really becomes a, a personal. Decision and trusting your instinct too. You know who your bosses are. You know um, what relationship you have with them, and and there are some risks involved. I think um, that are worth talking about, and that's where I kind of want to start. Yeah. Is just thinking about you know this is not a decision you want to just. Impulsively make, I would think about it. Um, because there is a lack of education around ADHD. We know that there's some ignorance about what it is and what it isn't. And, you know, depending on the situation, you could be treated differently. They could be evaluating your work differently. Those fears may be very real. You don't know. And so, there's that risk but then there's also the risk of not telling and the the issue with that is that then do you have a, do you begin to have a reputation that you don't want to have that's not fair
0: Absolutely
1: right, right. Because just because you have a different way to approach um, a work project than maybe somebody else, that doesn't mean anything other than you just have a different way to work. But if you aren't for you know forefront about why that is or what makes you function better. Then you do run the risk of: well, is, are they always going to be late? Are they unreliable? Are they always going to procrastinate? Are, you know, can we depend on them? Right? I mean, all of these things can come
0: into play. Right, and it, it ends up being unfair, really, for both of you. And I, I'm, I'm coming at this from the perspective of somebody who's been a manager, living with it, and been an employee of others who didn't. Right. That if you are, if you find someone that you can trust in the organization, or your direct supervisor, or somebody in the HR support organization. You are able to the the purpose of accommodations that come from this new awareness and openness is to make you more efficient at work and help your bosses give you the kind of work in the kind of fashion that allows you to be successful, right? They don't just demand that you do everything the exact same way everybody else is doing it because that's the way it's done. The whole idea of an accommodation is to help you be successful the way you need to be successful to the benefit of the company. Of them, right, right. right.
1: And with that being said, if you do disclose it, it's also very, very important, I think, on the way that you approach the HR department. Because if you go in and say, I demand, because I have ADHD and under the Disabilities Act, I demand this, this, and this, that's not going to go over very well either, right? Because they're going to immediately be on the defensive Right, and so there's a way to approach it. I, I I absolutely agree. It is to the benefit of the company, and that is the spin that you want to put on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> is that I can do this job, I can do it well, and you know this this is I work best in this. You don't even have to bring up. Yeah, it's the Jerry Maguire
0: thing, right? Help me, help you.
1: Right, help me right. help you. And honestly, you may not have to bring up the ADHD. I mean, it could just be simply going in and saying, hey, I work best if I have a little bit of flexibility or I work best if you can, you know, on our weekly meetings, can we just kind of double check our priorities just to make sure I'm working on the right thing? That is not asking even really for accommodation. It's just asking for some support and they don't even need to know why you're asking.
0: So what are some signs that you may need additional support? Uh, you know, it, again, from in your background, when a, when an employee comes to you and says, uh, you know, I, I need some help, or if you're an employee and you're struggling How do you know when you might need to have that bigger conversation?
1: Well, I think it it does depend on what's sort of been happening up to this point. So Mm -hmm. if you are coming to coaching, for example, because you're on the verge of losing your job, right? So maybe you're on a
0: performance improvement plan or something that you didn't expect to be there.
1: Right. I've been, I've been late too many times and my last review wasn't very good and they want me to work on my organization and I need to work on getting, you know, projects in on time. You know, they're going to have sort of a list of things that they, um, need to work on. And so that's usually what you need to evaluate is that, okay, what is, what are the issues? What are the challenges? And kind of dissecting them one by one to kind of figure out, well, what would be the accommodation? What would be, um, something that would help you in order to, to get this done. And I think that before you talk to the HR department or your supervisor about the ADHD, I almost would say to approach it that way first on your own. Or And I don't mean on your own. I, I definitely think you need support, but it doesn't necessarily have to be from your boss yet. So I'm thinking like, okay, so if you're having an issue with not getting to work on time then can you work with a coach could you work with um somebody that could help you make up a plan for the morning and really kind of figure out where your roadblocks are where your distractions are we talk about morning routines all the time right mm-hmm. so let's see if we can kind of figure this out and you know are you now getting to work on time if it's still an issue and and you're still having a hard time and having a flexible schedule may be an accommodation, then at that point, you might want to talk to your boss and just, you know, say, Hey, I would work really better if I could be in the office from nine to, you know, between nine and 10 or nine and nine thirty and kind of get a feel. But I really do recommend that you kind of do before you go straight into accommodation from the boss, see what kind of tweaks you can do on your own. Um, I, I think that's really important,
0: and I, I had a conversation with a with a, a division head at one point about this particular issue at, a, at another company, and and her response I th- I thought was telling that based on the training that she had received, the word accommodation was confrontational.
1: It is right, Just, and that's what—that's yeah. exactly why I said you don't want to go into your human resources department and say because of the Disabilities Act I deserve accommodations. Yes,
0: yeah, and because you know that is even with anybody to go and say I I need accommodations because of some legal thing that's confrontational from the start, and you don't want to be that person, right? You don't want to let yourself have that reputation, particularly if you're struggling with your reputation as an efficient employee in the first place.
1: Right. And I think that what you want to, how you want to spend it is exactly what you were saying is that let the boss or human resources person know, you know, in a very nice and kind way that, uh, and if at this point you have disclosed your ADHD and just say, Hey, you know, I I am not using my ADHD as an excuse. It's just an explanation of, of why I work better in this situation. If there's any way that we can make this work, you know, it it is in the benefit for everyone everybody involved. I mean, that is, and you don't have to talk about under the American Disabilities Act. Like you don't have to bring that up. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't even have to use the word accommodation. I mean, you can just be honest and say, Hey, this is, this is an issue and, and I need some help with planning. I need some help prioritizing. I need you to know that it's going to take me a little bit longer to process this information and make a decision, um, and ask just for support, but not necessarily have to put them on the defensive. If you do have an employer that absolutely comes out and says, no, I'm not going to do that. We can't do that. You know, then you're going to have to decide at that point how, far you want to go with it sure and and just you know the legal considerations i've got to i have to talk about this especially from my hr background
0: <laughs> we are not attorneys <laughs> We're is not attorneys. To say first?
1: <laughs> well, no, we're not attorneys, but I want to read you something and, and you're going to put this, um, into the show notes. This was an article from attitude and, and, and it's, it's really about the legal considerations on whether you should tell. And I think this is really important for people to, um, think about. So I'm going to go ahead and, and read this for you guys. Um, it says you must disclose documented diagnosis and show that ADHD substantial, substantially limits a major life activity, in this case, your job. Formal requests for an accommodation must be made in writing and the accommodations you ask for shouldn't place under an undue hardship on the operation of the employer's business. In order to seek protection under the American with with Disabilities Act, you need to show that you are otherwise qualified to perform the job and the company you work for must have at least 15 employees. The law states, that employer must try to make reasonable accommodations, but employer and employee often disagree about what reasonable is. One way to increase the odds of your getting an accommodation is to avoid the perceived threat, which puts companies on the defensive. If a boss hears the words disability and American Disabilities Act in the same sentence, he or she will suspect that you are going to be filing a lawsuit. To succeed on the job, you want your company working with you and not against you. And and so it kind of goes off to what we've already said. But the one thing that I just want to highlight here is that there are different perceptions of what reasonable accommodations mean. And the law does also protect an employer that if it does show that this is not possible. So for example, if you work in a call center and calls begin at 9 a.m. and they have 20, Call or they have 20 um, customer service reps in that call center and they need all 20 to be there at 9 a.m., they're probably going to tell you it is not a reasonable accommodation for you to come in at 10. Right. I mean, you know, you really do. I think if you do bring it up to your... Your boss, depending on the situation, depending on the job, you know, really think about what the accommodation is that you need, how it's going to help you, how it's going to help them really think it through before you just kind of, you know, bring it up because it, you know, that, that can be a difference of opinion.
0: I, I, I have a, a flip side uh, yeah. Perspective, and this is—I only have one example. of this? I'm not—I'm not saying that this is a massive trend, but I find it amusing and sort of a sign of hope. How about that? Yeah. I—I uh, I had a, a dear friend who was struggling with his own diagnosis and trying to figure it out, and and had started talking about it a little bit more publicly with his coworkers. And he lived—he lived—he <laughs> lived in cubicles. He worked in a cubicle farm. Right. There were about 32 people on in his area on his floor. It was a high tech company. Company. They were all a bunch of, of engineers, coders, software development folks, and designers. And they all kind of worked together, and it was just sort of always a busy thing. They had just completely revamped their floor and put in, like, the half-wall cubicles instead of the full-wall cubicles, right? Oh, you know yes. how that works? So, yes. and, and it's all designed to be this new, like, living, working space, right? This open floor plan that, that everybody's so happy about. Well, if you are struggling with ADHD, you recognize that open floor plan is disastrous. <laughs> in- in- <laughs> (laughs) terrible for you to actually get anything done. Uh, But they love this whole idea of you being able to walk in in the morning. Everybody has a laptop, and you just go to any cubicle you want, and uh, it has a screen that you plug into, and all of your resources are on the network, and you don't even need to have a – you're a floater, right? Well, that is so terrible if you're struggling with ADHD for for most of us. So he uh, started talking to his peers about it over their new short walls because they weren't getting anything done anyway. (laughs) and and eventually after a couple of weeks he went to his his supervisor and said listen i'm i'm really struggling i've been recently diagnosed with adhd and it's it is really impacting me and i wonder if we could talk about um, some ways that uh, i i think i need some help being more effective and i really believe i can get through this but i i just need some short term understanding to to give me a hand and they were super helpful, right? This was a very positive experience. But over the course of the following, the way he says it, about three weeks, he said, ADHD hit our department like a wave. And out of 32 people, 21 of them went and got diagnosed because they were all struggling from the same thing. They were all heavily technical people. They were really struggling with focusing on what they needed to do. And they, the, the new short walls were just, killing them in productivity and yeah. so ADHD diagnosed it became a whole department of people with ADHD and it and the it, the company changed the floor
1: Yeah. See, that's so cool. That's awesome. They issued
0: wireless headphones to everybody so you could put headphones on and listen to music. They were completely accommodating around what you needed to do to isolate yourself. They put new, uh, they added new half wall or, or the, the sort of quarter wall additions to, uh, to their cubicle walls to get them up to the new height. I mean, they, they, and they let people Pick home bases for their cubicles, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, you know, they could actually say, "I want my name on this wall, and this is where I'm going to be because I need space that I need to be able to trust my working space so that I can get something done." It was such a great story for mm-hmm. like ADHD superhero managers, right? So,
1: absolutely, yeah. and and you know what's so awesome about that too, and I think this is the huge benefit of of being out of <laughs> being out <laughs> with your ADHD. <laughs> uh, this is what that's what one of the girls um, in yeah. one of my group coaching was like, she's like, so what do you think about coming out? Yeah. And I wasn't exactly sure where she was going with that. That's but- totally <laughs> how I
0: talk about it too. Like I <laughs> yeah, came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I came out. Um, but you know, I think that that is definitely one of the benefits. Uh, well, first of all, what a great story and inspiration that I hope others will definitely follow. Um, and I think that what it does is it brings awareness to ADHD and what it's not and not being afraid of it and not thinking that you know, oh, you found out your employer or your employee has ADHD that all of a sudden they're, they're, different. That's not the case, you know? So, um, I think that when you do talk to people and they're, and they, especially when they respond to you like that, and you can share it with the other people in the, in the office or the work environment, you're spreading awareness around, around this. And I think that's so positive. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and it, and it makes that stigma go away, which is eventually what we would love to have happen. We don't, I mean, it would be great that this wasn't even an issue, you know, it would be wonderful if we could live in a world where this just didn't even matter, um, right. but unfortunately, you do have to be careful, and you just have to think it through. And it gets to this other
0: issue, which is, which I know you wanted to talk about on uh, as we get close to ending here, which is on sort of prevention, uh, which is like yeah. how to get through this. And and I, I definitely think that this highlights. Uh, a couple of your points, this experience. W- why don't you talk about that?
1: Well, I think that a part of the responsibility, I think of anybody that's taking a job, regardless if they have ADHD or not, is that they are looking for the jobs that are right for them, that they're qualified for, that they are interested in. And um, really taking an interest when you're in an, and when you're in an interview not only are they interviewing you, but I want you interviewing them. (laughs) And I want you to ask those questions during the interview. How flexible is their work schedule? How, um, how do they deal with, you know, this situation or that was situation. And it doesn't have to be ADHD related. You don't have to like be screaming that you have ADHD by any means, but ask the questions that you need to know if this is the right environment for you, you know, um, and and I think that's going to be key to prevention of this, like or preventing any of these um, feelings of fear of of coming out later, and uh, just really getting a feel of what the work culture is like and ask for a tour or talk to people who've worked there before right. and really get an idea of what you're getting into, I think can, can
0: help. Well, and, and I go back to this example, um, story of, of ADHD hitting them like a wave. And I, I really like the way that sounds. I think it's sort of very elegant and Zen, but the reality is that because of the nature of the work, the job itself attracted a certain, uh, a certain brain type, right? And likely, if you are experiencing this and you find you love your job, you are probably not alone. And so choosing the right job may mean choosing a job that has built in account or or accommodations uh, that, that has a company that has has built in to the role, things that will help you be successful because they've run into it before. You know, what uh, the other great opportunity is to make sure that you can schedule if you're serious about this organization and you're serious about, you know, applying your talents to their success is to make sure that you you ask for an interview with somebody else at your level in the organization who already works there.
1: Great idea. Uh,
0: Yeah, right. To 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 ensure that you have sort of the straight story from somebody who is not uh, who doesn't have a direct, um, uh, you know, implication around hiring you.
1: Right. Right. I mean, what a great perspective. And, you know, something else that I've found when I've talked to people about this is that once they do talk about their ADHD in the workplace, other people do kind of, they start to come out and they start to talk to that person because they also have it. And they'll be like, Oh, I totally know what you mean. I, I deal with this too. And what I found there is that with some of these relationships, they really become strong because they can kind of talk to each other and help each other. And I've seen this in the workplace. And I've also seen it with students who are, uh, studying the same major, they're going through the same classes and they both find out that they have ADHD and they can kind of help each other, um, get through it. So I think there's always that support connection to that. You're saying that that wave came through well, Wow, what a great way to really be supported Absolutely. You know, by other people. Absolutely, so, yeah. Um, you know, and I think just in conclusion, I, I you know, I do think it's probably on a need to know basis for the most part. I don't think you need to, um, you know, necessarily bring it up if it's not, if it's not necessary or if you want to, I mean, again, it's just so personal. Um, but I, you know, be really willing and clearly, um, knowing kind of what you need to communicate, what you need.
0: You know, sometimes if you are severely struggling with ADHD, it is hard to, uh, be able to trust or to be able to figure out who you can trust. You know, particularly if they're yes. not close friends that you've known for a very long time, um, it, you know, it, you just don't understand those sort of social cues that allow you to to determine whether or not you feel like you can trust this person. So I, I don't really have a, a solution for this other than sometimes you just have to have, have patience so mm-hmm. that you can mm-hmm. take the time to build that relationship and 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 determine whether or not you can trust them.
1: Absolutely. And I think that just us having the conversation and having more conversations like this, you know, in and out, outside of the workplace, it's bringing awareness to it. Yeah. And that's exactly, you know, what we need to do. We need to talk about it. That's right. There, there isn't a clear answer, but I think talking about it definitely helps. And we're going to be talking more in the next few weeks about some different issues around the workplace and ADHD. So I certainly want people to stay tuned for that.
0: Excellent. Very much looking forward to that. This is important stuff. So thank you. Thank you for building this into the calendar. I hope it it helps folks out. Um, I know it's... And
1: we have a whole calendar set up. We sure do. (laughs) Uh,
0: Thank you, Nikki, as always. And thank you all for downloading and listening to the show. Once again, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. And we will catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.